Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roos Base Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development, Paul Pichere, while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Arizona Fall League in the 40-man roster, and ask me questions if I was confusing. I am on quite a few Facebook Cubs groups. I'm on quite a few Facebook Cubs groups for two reasons, basically. One of them is to post my articles. So hopefully people read them, think a little bit, enjoy my articles, possibly follow my writing, follow my podcast, follow my all that kind of stuff. And also occasionally someone will have an idea that spurs me into a thought that leads to an article or a podcast. Once in a while, not too horribly often, but today, someone was recounting how fun the season was and who specifically on the current Cubs roster, who's worth keeping? So we'll start with the pictures. See anyone worth keeping? That was how he finished his commentary. And it reminded me I haven't updated my 40-man roster in a while. So it seems today would be a good day with the season finished and the Arizona Fall League players announced to both add to or subtract from my off-season 40-man roster and mention who makes sense for the uh, who makes sense for the Cubs 40 man roster and discuss the players on the Arizona Fall League roster. I'll start with the Fall League roster and then weave that into the Cubs offseason 40. Infielders Andy Weber and Luis Vazquez both missed scads of time this season due to injury. Both are Rule 5 draft eligible this offseason. To assess a player based on a partial season is far less than ideal. Sometimes one has to do that, but if you can add on to the back end of their regular season to get a better look, it's probably a good idea. Whatever Andy Weber proved in the regular season was not enough, not even close to enough, to get anyone to think, oh yeah, this guy definitely deserves a 40-man roster spot in the offseason. He was just injured too much. As he was injured too much, it's really difficult to say that he has earned a 40-man roster spot. Maybe he gets one, maybe he doesn't. But as of now, he has not earned it. Send him to the Arizona Fall League if he plays well out there. He gets a 40-man roster spot. If he doesn't play well out there, so it goes. He'll still be around next year. He just won't be on the 40-man roster. Luis Vazquez, same kind of sort of thing. He did quite well in South Bend when healthy. Promoted to Tennessee. He did fairly well there. He's versatile, flexible, second, third, short type guy, and can play anywhere on the infield. 
and has loads of long-term ability if somebody buys into him. If he does well in the Arizona Fall League, it would be tough to keep Luis Vazquez off the 40-man roster. If he struggles mightily in the Arizona Fall League, well then, there you go. Nelson Velazquez hit amazingly well in Advanced A and Double A. He is a right-handed hitting outfielder that can kind of play all three spots. I don't think anybody is completely looking forward to Nelson Velazquez playing any specific spot. But he can play all of them adequately. Probably a B or a C in sport in uh stratomatic leaning toward a C. I don't think he's probably a D at anything, but no, he, he can he, he's adequate. Um the offense was there. You're buying the bat. If you buy an outfielder, a right-handed hitting outfielder, and if he hits well in the Arizona Fall League, he makes all the sense in the world for a 40-man roster spot. So the Cubs are sending him out to the Arizona Fall League to get yet another look. To give him another shot to show whether he belongs or not. And apparently they decided they'd rather get another look at Nelson Velazquez in games as opposed to watching Brennan Davis take batting practice for another month. Answering questions is more important than see how good we are. Assessing is Nelson Velazquez worthy of 40-man response. He goes out to the Arizona League. Arizona Fall League, and hits 137, he's not getting a 40-man roster spot. He goes out and hits 360, he's getting a 40-man roster spot. Really not that hard to figure out, especially the way things all played out. They decided, they, the Cubs decided they preferred getting another look at Nelson Velasquez to getting more looks at Brennan Davis. That is how it went. Pitching side, Caleb Killian and Ryan Jensen are both starting pitchers who will spend much of 2022 in either Tennessee or Iowa. They will spend much of their time in either Tennessee or Iowa, whether there is a strike or a lockout or not, because they're not going to be on the 40-man roster. They don't have to be on the 40-man roster. They are not Rule 5 draft eligible. The Cubs are getting extra looks at Ryan Jensen and Caleb Killian in expectation of looking forward to 2022 and getting them ready to be in Des Moines with the I-Cubs sooner than later. If Killian or Jensen are with the I-Cubs by early May, there's a chance, there's a chance they might be able to be called up to the parent club by late July. I don't know if you've heard this, but sometimes the Cubs make trades in late July. Yeah, maybe. Um, the other two relievers, Brendan Little was a 2017 first-round draft choice out of State College of Florida. And he struggled in his first fractional season. He struggled in his first full season. He did better in 2019. And then 2020 came along and nobody played. Nobody did a darn thing because there were no games to play for most of the minor leagues. Anyway, and uh, Little 
I he did what he did. I don't know what he did in his full season off. Um, 2021, when he returned, he was considered a reliever, a leverage reliever in Tennessee, then a leverage reliever in Iowa. He generally did the job in both spots. As of right now, Brendan Little is a left-hander tossing 94-95 with a back foot slider that is a swing and miss pitch in AAA from the left side. Danias Correa spent his 2021 season being better than low A and high A, Myrtle Beach and South Bend. Some people will say, well, if he's only advanced to advanced A, why is anybody going to call him call his name on the draft? Because after all, he's not ready yet. Right now, nobody cares about if anybody's ready or not. At least not the teams that are doing most of the selecting in the Rule 5 draft. Teams that are doing the selecting in the Rule 5 draft. This time around, you're probably going to be looking at Pittsburgh, Texas, Arizona, and who's the other crappy team? Baltimore. Baltimore, Texas, Arizona, and Pittsburgh. Those four teams, I wouldn't be surprised at all if between those four teams you see six or seven Rule 5 draft selections. I also wouldn't be at all surprised if between those four teams you see if they return a Rule 5 draft pick. They claim another Rule 5 draft pick in the process because none of those four teams are realistically likely to compete. It's not like the Cubs where, oh, they traded all their good players. No, they just really didn't have good players to start with. They didn't have good players to start with. They will be a good team when they have good internally developed talent. And one way to improve your internally developed talent is through the Rule 5 draft and deciding we're going to draft this guy in the Rule 5 draft even though he's not ready because we really don't care if he's ready or not. If you draft a pitcher like a Brendan Little or a Danius Correa, especially Correa, you might well be saying, you're going to pitch once a week, and hopefully you do well. But really, we don't care how your results are. We want you to avoid losing it, hang with it, go out there, throw strikes, believe in your stuff, and then after the season is finished, we will send you back to AAA And from there, we will start working on developing you so you will be able to be useful to us in the long term. The seven players on the the Mesa Solar Sox from the Cubs, five of them are Rule 5 draft eligible this cycle. That seems very important. It seems very notable. Now we'll get to one additional little nugget in a few minutes. My Cubs 40-man roster, as of right now, and I don't, oh, I'm not going to say I won't change it because it's going to be pending how players do in the Rule 5 draft, or how people do in the Arizona Fall League. But as of right now, the players that I see not coming back, and when I say not coming back, not on the team one week after the World Series ends on the 40-man roster. So if somebody is added to the um given a minor league deal 
given a minor league deal in January, given a minor league deal in late November, anything along those lines. These players don't necessarily have to be barred from ever returning to Wrigley Field. I just don't see having them with 40-man roster spots all off-season long. So here's my list of players who are not going to be back. Jason Adam, Rex Brothers, Zach Davies, Jonathan Holder, Adam Morgan, Trevor McGill, Michael Rucker, Cole Stewart, P.J. Higgins, Jose Lobatone, Robinson Chirinos, Austin Romine, Kevin Alcantara, no, Sergio Alcantara, excuse me, Kevin Alcantara will still be around, Sergio Alcantara, Matt Duffy, Michael Hermosillo, Nick Martini, and Trace Thompson. Again, some of those may be added on minor league deals, especially later during the offseason, but I don't see any of them sticking around for the entire duration on the 40-man roster. Two names that I didn't want to put there, Trevor McGill and Michael Rucker, if I'm going to be wrong on anyone on that list. Either of those two might creep back over, and I wouldn't be too horribly upset. I just ran into a numbers game. I don't want too many players on the 40-man roster as that gets unwieldy. The 40-man roster, as I see it right now for the offseason, Corey Abbott, Edward Elzele, Scott Efros, Anderson Espinosa, Kyle Hendricks, Cody Hoyer, Braylon Marquez, Alec Mills. Tommy Nance, Manny Rodriguez, Adrian Sampson, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Alexander Vizcaino, Rowan Wick, Brad Wick, Miguel Amaya, Wilson Contreras, David Bodie, Nico Horner, Nick Madrigal, Christopher Morrell, Alfonso Rivas, Frank Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom, Alexander Canario, Greg Dykeman, Ian Happ, Jason Hayward, Rafael Ortega. Those are the current holdovers, and I also see added Brendan Little, who's on the Mesa Solar Sox, Danias Correa, who's on the Mesa Solar Sox, Nelson Velazquez, who's on the Mesa Solar Sox, and Ethan Roberts, who is not. Ethan Roberts not being on the Mesa Solar Sox when Brendan Little Danias Correa and Danias Correa are is problematic. I notice it. I see it. I'm trying to process the data. Does that possibly mean Ethan Roberts will not be on the 40-man roster uh, this offseason? It could well be. That may be something that happens, and he may be selected. I don't know. I'm trying to come as close as possible to a 40-man roster. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps Roberts will be omitted and Trevor McGill or Michael Rucker will be retained instead. I wouldn't horribly mind. I'm trying to get it right. I'm trying to go 40 for 40 or 33 for 33, or 34 for 34. If I can't go 34 for 34, maybe I can go go 33 for 34. I'm aiming for accuracy, not, well, I don't like David Bodie, so I'm going to leave him off the list. 
I'm trying to be as close to accurate as possible. If you are a Cubs fan who is into the deeper dive stuff, I strongly recommend you look into trying to put together your 40-man roster. Instead of worrying about which free agents the Cubs are going to sign in February, which free agents would be interested in signing with the Cubs in the offseason, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know that Nick Castellanos is a good hitter. Yes, I know he enjoyed his time in Chicago, but the logic behind him wanting to rejoin the Cubs is faulty at best. You can fan however you want, but I am more interested in paying attention to people who are reasonably good, reasonably adequate, reasonably accurate, reasonably close at projecting out who will be on the 40-man roster. People who project, predict, accurately assess, impress me a whole lot more along those lines than people who are making brash statements. Um, I don't like David Bodie. I want Anthony Rizzo back on the roster regardless of. Now, those are fine statements. I have no problem with somebody thinking that. But I'm far more interested in engaging in conversation, in reading the articles of, reading the comments of people who are looking to the future and trying to be accurate on what is truly going to happen as opposed to rolling with, this is something I would like to see happen. It would be really nice if Jason Hayward were to say, well, I'm done with baseball and you don't have to pay me anymore. But that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. What I like to try to do is assess what is likely to happen, what is going to happen, what makes sense for on into the future. I strongly recommend you consider putting together your list of who you think will be on the 40-man roster. It might be quite similar to mine. It might be completely different than mine. It's completely fine. Let's see who gets closer. Let's see who gets closer. And if you gun it better than I do, then I'm going to... Uh, how did you get that guy over that guy? I'd be impressed. One final thing about the 40-man roster. Some players can be, at some point during the offseason... Um, designated for assignment. One, one guy that won't, but for example, could be if it gets to a situation where the Cubs absolutely, 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 absolutely have to make room for someone on the roster because there's someone they completely, totally need to bring, the Cubs could theoretically designate for assignment Christopher Morrell. It's not going to happen, but they could actually do that. Some players who they more recently added, I think Alfonso Rivas is on that list, um, anyone that they add in November would be on that list. Some players cannot be designated for assignment through the offseason. Another thing of mine, as it gets closer to late December, there are going to be a number of teams in the league who have more difficult decisions than the Cubs do. They get to that situation where 
They have a 40-man roster, and they have 43 guys on the 40-man roster that they absolutely want on the 40-man roster. But they can't make room. They've got two or three guys. They've got to trade them. They absolutely have to trade two or three guys who totally and completely belong on the 40-man roster. But because of league rules, they can't have any more than 40 men on the 40-man roster. So what they end up doing is usually trading one of the players on the 40-man roster to another team for a player who has longer-term value. Not short-term value, but longer-term value. So the Cubs could find themselves in a situation where perhaps, maybe, someone has a player on their 40-man roster who they don't have space for. And they're going to have to look at the last minute and try to find someone. Will you please offer value for this kind of a player? And then there's a term I have, the 35s. Um, in fan graphs, players who are 35 pluses or above have listed value and add to the um, future value of the organization. And when you assess the 35 pluses and above, and you take all of the 35 pluses and above, and anything above that, all the guys who are ranked, and just ten temporarily wipe them off the board, who are the 10 or 12 best players in the organization other than the players who are ranked? Those, to me, are the players who are the 35s. Some of them might have been overlooked and will soon be being added to the list as 35 pluses or better. Some of them, they're not going to be 35 pluses. They're not going to be 35 pluses. Really, they're just 35s. They're really good minor league players, but they're not good enough to be considered major prospect pieces. So what might end up happening is the Cubs end up trading one of those 35s for someone who is already on the 40-man roster. Late, mid to late November and December, early December, are very important times for people who are deep-dive baseball fans, for people who are just interested in looking at their... Microsoft Excel program and telling you, nope, this is the guy that the Cubs ought to sign as a free agent in February, but have absolutely no interest in who should be on the 40-man roster. Well, that's fine. You know, fan the way you want to fan. But those aren't the people I'm going to want to spend a whole lot of time talking with. I'm going to want to talk with the people who have some sort of knowledge of, hey, I don't know if you've noticed this, but this team over here, they're going to have a hard time putting together the list of the 40 guys they're going to want on the 40-man roster. Take Tampa. They have the best record in the American League. They have the best record in the best division in baseball. What is it? Four teams with 90 wins in their division, and they won the division? That's kind of impressive. They also have the best minor league pipeline in baseball. Scads of players, different levels, different talents, different, different everything. Who are they going to put on your 40-man roster? Who are they going to leave off their 40-man roster? 
Tampa is almost going to have to make some trades. I don't necessarily like trading with Tampa because they have a tendency to know your talent better than you do. But there are going to be some teams who, you know, they have this guy on their roster. They're going to want to trade him. They're going to want to trade him because he has more value in trade than he does. If they leave him, if they leave him off the 40-man roster, he's going to get claimed in the Rule 5 draft and probably be gone for good. If they leave him on the roster, they're going to have to leave off someone else. So many teams have so much quality. Positioning yourself to be able to potentially be able to take advantage of teams who are in that sort of a situation is a reason why teams might decide to leave a certain player off the 40-man roster for one reason or another. It's not that he's bad. It's not that he's terrible. Quite a few people have been saying, why haven't the Cubs called up Dakota Meccas? Who's going to draft him? Who's going to draft Dakota Meccas in the Rule 5 draft? And if Dakota Meccas is drafted in the Rule 5 draft, is he going to stick around? Is he going to stay all season? There's really no reason to protect a player who's not going to get retained all season. The Arizona Fall League roster is largely put together this season in a fashion such that the Cubs are getting additional looks at players who they might be protecting in the offseason in regards to the 40-man, in regards to the Rule 5 draft. Five of the seven players fall in that category. The other two may be starters in Des Moines in 2022. I love 40-man roster discussions. I love 40-man roster discussions because it requires both sides of the discussion to think. Think out loud. Think constantly to assess, does this guy belong on the 40-man roster and why? They're kind of forced to bring reasons. Just because or I like him. This doesn't work. It really doesn't work. Brendan Little, Danias Correa, and Nelson Velazquez will definitely be playing for 40-man roster spots out in Mesa the next month. Bring it. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.